Welcome to the Global Business Women's Pod, brought to you by the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce. I am Susan Dyson and proud to be the CEO, President, and Founder of the Chamber. Please join us for this empowering podcast every Thursday at 6 p.m. Janice, you have been CEO of the Harris County Houston Sports Authority since 2006, becoming the first woman in that role for an amazing organization. So you're a role model for all of us. Can you please share what led you to that role and share any challenges or um, successes that you've experienced? Sure. Well, and first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I'm so proud to be involved with this Chamber of Commerce and what you've done and the way that you really help women um, through these podcasts, through networking events that you do. It's just, it's really amazing. So I'm really fortunate here in Houston. Um, well, so it's kind of an unusual path. I was in, I started in the hospitality industry and then I started moving around the country, um, helping cities brand and market themselves for, um, to put themselves on the map really for visitors. Sports was always a small segment, a market segment of that, but this is my first time when I moved to Houston um, doing just sports. And um, I'm super thrilled. It's been a long ride, and I love where we where we were and where we've come. And it's just, um, it's been really exciting for to watch what's happened here in Houston. Uh, that's neat. So did someone influence you to... to to apply for this role or did they seek you out or how did it happen? So you never know who you might meet. The person on your right um, that you meet today could be that person that influences your career. And I've always just thought, do the best job you can. So when I was in San Antonio running their Convention and Visitors Bureau, we had a, a, a trade mission to Japan and it was all of Texas. So Austin, Houston, um, I'll, you know, every big city, Dallas, had representatives there. In San Antonio, no one else could go, and there was just a very small tourism part of the of the whole thing. It was mostly a business trade mission. But the mayor said, would you go? I said, sure. And while I was there, I um, didn't want to spend the money and all the time to be there without uh, working hard because somebody spent money for me to be there. So even though this tourism part was small, I just said, well, I'm going to jump in and help them sell Texas and, and um, help all of these elected officials from around the state talk about Texas. And so I went to every event and really got to know all of the elected officials and the various people from the cities. We kept in touch. And that's what led to me getting a phone call when they were trying to fill the position. Wow. Well, once again, it's relationships, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's yeah. really what they say uh, that we hear all the time. So, uh, and sports has to be one of the biggest male-dominated industries that we know of. How have you navigated through that in your role? Yeah, I think sometimes as women, we feel intimidated if it's a male-dominated, but it can actually work to our advantage as well, right? And I've had a lot of mentors that are men. I've learned from men. Men advocate very well for themselves when it, <laughs> either salary or positions, where we as women sometimes sit back a little bit um, and a little bit more and are apprehensive. And so for me, working around so many men has been a plus, and I've really learned a lot. Well, you know, I really can relate to that. I know when I started my career, I had a male boss and never thinking I would be a chamber president before, but I learned so much from him just watching and, and seeing how he uh, spoke to people and developed relationships too. So I, I agree. I think sometimes it helps to kind of be a sponge and, and uh, listen to everything that's going around you. Yeah. And I think so. there's a lot of men out there that really are champions for women. Um, yes. And I've had, uh, I've, I've noticed that in my career. And so 
Um, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have had men that are mentors as well as women, but I think we as women sometimes um, can hold ourselves back if we think it's a room full of men and and, and if we feel intimidated. So I'm, I've always tried to push past that and just say, look, I, I belong here. I, I have knowledge in this subject matter. And, and so I, I guess I'm just one of the guys now. Yeah. Well, do you feel like you have to know all the sports <laughs> scores? It seems like they keep up with all the players from the 10 years ago and all the scores. I Yeah, yeah I've learned to um, really indulge myself into learning all these various different sports. But in my role, it's as much the business side of it, right, as far as should we bid for a table tennis championships? Well, I don't know much about table tennis. And so having to dive in and learn that um, is is also stimulating. For, for for the mind to learn new things and um, so it's not always about knowing every sport or every player or you keep learning right yeah. right yeah. I think that's great and I know you had a, a great celebration last month 25 years for the sports authority uh, so tell us what you're most proud of after kind of reviewing your history since 2006. Yeah, so when, if, well, first of all, I'll go back 25 years. I wasn't around, but it was sort of a tumultuous time in the sports um, scene for Houston, right? Because the Houston Oilers had just left town. We had lost an NFL team here. Wow, and that's when you started? Um, oh, wow. It was, I started shortly after, but if you take us back 25 years, that's how our organization started. Oh. And I think, um, you know, the Rockets were getting courted by other cities, and so were the Astros. And so I think our elected officials said, we can't be the third largest city, or third largest county, excuse me, and fourth largest city um, here in America and lose all of our professional sports teams. So they figured out how to set up this sports venue district that would collect taxes, visitor taxes. That's the sports authorities model. I think it's a brilliant model. I can't take credit for it. It was set up <laughs> before I got here. Um, but the buildings were fairly new when I arrived, and I think as I as I arrived here in Houston, one of the things that I didn't realize though is how much, how close of a vote it was that the citizens, 50% of the citizens voted yes, we should build these buildings with these visitor tax dollars, and 50% said no. Um, you know, we don't care. They were mad. They were angry the, that the Oilers had left town, and we don't care. Let let them go if they want to go. Um, and so it took me a couple of years to really work with the community and help teach them what sports really mean to a to a region. And it's it's really your marketing wing, but wings beneath your wing or marketing wind beneath your wings um, to have these professional sports teams, and they mean a lot to a community. And then to look at the buildings, if we hadn't built them, we wouldn't be hosting Super Bowls and Final <laughs> Fours and college football playoffs and, you know, now World Cup, all of these events that we host. And so, and it really was also the rebirth of the downtown. If you look at those buildings, were the, the beginning of that. And at no cost to taxpayers either. Right, that? right. Because it's really yeah. the visitor visitor taxes that, um, and, and again, I can't take credit for that, <laughs> but I think it was a brilliant setup so that it wasn't property taxes or put on the backs of the of the locals and um, you look at the downtown now and even since I've been here since 2006 it's a different downtown oh, it's, it's just amazing it's yeah, vibrant really, and yeah. you know and it, and you look at all of the events the the events that our local citizens have been able to enjoy and then the millions of dollars that pour in when these visitors come in through these yeah. events well you know it's not just the visitors just look how downtown has developed too I mean there wasn't even a grocery store down there, you know, right. until what, 10 years ago? Maybe? Right, yeah. exactly. So you yeah. really have helped d develop um, the city as well. And I know Houston is 
home to so many sporting events. And how do you really navigate with all the different decision makers and make them think of Houston, you know, first? It's a lot of frequent flyer miles <laughs> that have been earned. Um, no, I, I felt like for the first um, few years as I was trying to put Houston on these map as like this great uh, place to host sporting events and, and, and the international um, international federations that I really thought needed to know about us and all of the great things that Houston has to offer, it was a lot of um, miles on the airplane, you know, and I wanted to be in Houston as much as possible to represent and to, to show up here in Houston for our local citizens, but also to, to be out there at these conventions and conferences and um, really telling our story. If you think about it, in 1994, when World Cup was hosted in the U.S. the last time, Houston wasn't even at the table. Wow. And Dallas was a host city. I don't think Houston was even thought of. And so that was a lot of work to make sure that Houston is top of mind. And then to host events and do a great job because that success plays off of itself. Wow. Uh, just amazing. And I know um, the economic impact is just mind-blowing. Can you share a little bit about that over the last 25 years? Yeah, so if you look at the last 25 years um, since the buildings were built um, and the stadiums, you know, have helped us bring all of these events, what we have tracked through our office is over six billion dollars in economic wow. impact. And really that's a, a conservative number. It's direct spending is the number we use instead of a multiplier. And so when you think about that, that's huge. Huh. Amazing. I don't know that there's any other um, industry that brings that kind of revenue to us, is there? Gosh, the I don't know. You know, we've got the port, which brings in a lot of money. You've got the world's largest medical center. I mean, Houston just has I mean, it as all, far but as, as far events, as events, events. Yeah, yeah, trying to bring in events, I don't yeah. think. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really um, amazing. And speaking of high-profile events, I mean, you just must be, can't even sleep at night. You're thinking of the FIFA World Cup coming to Houston. Yeah, so when you think about that, that, I mean, Houston hosting the world's largest event, yeah. um, it's bigger than the Olympics as far as viewership. It, it is the world's uh, sport. People around the globe love soccer, right? And so um, we worked about a decade on that, um, believe wow. it or not. We had a strategy in place. We knew the U.S. was going to bid again. We didn't know when exactly, but we knew they'd bid again, and we wanted to make sure Houston had its rightful place at the table. Wow. So we took every international friendly, Copa <laughs> America, I mean, you name it, we did it. Um, we wanted to make sure that that every decision maker and every person who had a vote realized that Houston was a huge soccer town. So tell us what's next for the Sports Authority and for Janice, too. Well, we always are um, looking at what can we do, the Houston Sports Awards, which is a televised annual show where we name our own Houston Hall of Famers. We started a few years ago. We'd like to grow that. And really that started because I don't think there's another city in America that has as many retired players, Olympians, elite athletes with all of our teams that could really pull it off like we do here in Houston. So we do a red carpeted event. It's like going to the Grammys or or the, uh, the Aspies, it really is. We we carpet the streets, and everyone and anyone who touches sports and every sports celeb shows up. We issue about 150 media credentials to that event. And from there, we started the Hall of Fame, where our own Houston Hall of Famers also get a sidewalk, and they get a ring. And it's just a really... 
Um, it's a really neat thing that a lot of cities can pull off that I think um, Houstonians uh, love. Um, they, they love to come and celebrate these great athletes. Now, who have you been most impressed with or somebody in awe of that you've met over the years? So many. Um, again, there's just so many. When you look at um, the greatest of all time athletes like a Simone Biles in gymnastics or a Carol Lewis who lives right here in Houston or, you know, you look at Earl Campbell, you know, I mean, if you go back in time all the way to the present day, there are just so many. It's hard to pick one, um, but they're but they all. Um, I have one thing in common, and I think that is going out there, doing your best, um, and making Houston proud. Well, I know one thing we would love to hear, and we're so excited that Houston Dash now is in the playoffs and. And, uh, we First want time to, yeah, ever, yes. want to support them. So tell us how, as a community and, and as women, we can do more to support them. Yeah, I think it's really important, especially um, females supporting other females. And um, these ladies work hard. Um, they've they've earned their spot on the professional sports team and then to make it to the playoffs if you can buy a ticket if you can have them come out and speak what you know everybody out there please uh, support our dash team because it is our only female um, professional sports team right now in Houston when we want to see more come we are developing a program a mentorship program because a lot of them retire in their 30s and so they really need a place to land in the business community. So we're wanting to help them uh, in that journey. So we're launching that. And thank goodness, Jessica O'Neill now as the yeah. woman, the president as well, has just been a, a blessing too since she opened her doors. Here. I love so. that. That's great. And yeah, Jessica is a, a female president. You've got a female general manager over there that runs the stadium. We've got a female president with the Rockets, Houston Rockets, Gretchen Shear. So um, here in Houston, I think we represent uh, the ladies well. Yeah. Well, and y'all are coming to our conference on November the 16th. And so they'll be there to speak and You'll be open to Q&A, so I hope that everybody watching will join us for that. Again, it'll be in the Woodlands at Lone Star College on November the 16th. So at the end, how have you really balanced family? I know we talk about work-life balance, and I, I think that's a misnomer. I don't know that there is such a thing, but, but with all the traveling you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, how have you really managed that? Your yeah, family. and I don't know if I did it well, to be honest. Um, there's always, you always feel a little guilty, like, oh, if I could just concentrate on being a mom, I'd be such a better mom. If I could just concentrate on this job, I'd be, a, you know. Um, but you're always balancing, I think. Um, it, men, too, right? We're, all, yeah. we're always balancing and that and trying to find um, that, that right balance for family versus, you know, the, what the workload is. Um, but I, I, I feel like... There's also other things that I've provided opportunities. I think my kids have been to World Series and Stanley oh. Cups and Super Bowls and Final <laughs> Fours. And so, you know, you try to make up for it um, on that other side. But um, hopefully they're... Hopefully they still look at me that I did an okay job as a mom. <laughs> are they still? They live here in Houston? Um, I have a couple spread across the country and then two that are, um, are, that are here in Houston. And then my husband, um, uh, second marriage for both of us, um, and he has uh, two that are right here in Houston. So we've got four between oh, us here okay. in Houston, which oh. is great. So they probably all try to bargain for tickets, I'm sure. Oh, yes, from game. time to time. They all have different interests. So <laughs> that, That's great. So if you... I know don't really need a magic wand. You've accomplished so much. I mean, I, I 
just can't imagine that anybody has the resume that you have and what you've accomplished since you've been in this role. Thanks. And we're so proud, you know, too, that you are a woman and a role model for everybody. But if you had a magic wand, is there something that you would like to see before you retire happen in Houston? Oh, there's always things that I'm working on behind the scenes. I'd like to see us um, host another Super Bowl. And um, I've been talking to the president of the Texans, Greg Grissom, and I about what is that next you know, year that we, we go after and, and host another one. It's such a fun event for the city. Um, I, there's, there's always... You know, we're looking at a cricket stadium. We're looking at expanding um, youth soccer. We're looking at, there's always behind the scenes things that we're working on um, from badminton to, I mean, these really um, pickleball, obscure sports, right? The <laughs> pickleball um, that people, you know, um, might not have been introduced to before, but we bring the events or we bring a world championship here. And um, I think there's there's always uh, more we can we can press in and do. So I never there's never a boring moment. Well, I know you shared that um, relationships were what opened the door for you to really you didn't really plan on getting into this industry. But what would you say to a young woman that's listening today um, of what she should be, how she should be preparing to have a role as a CEO? Of a yeah, I think sports? don't limit yourself and um, don't feel like there is a glass ceiling. I never did, and so I just... I just put my head down. I worked hard. And then when there were opportunities, instead of waiting and sitting back and waiting for somebody to come to me, I would explore those opportunities and, and um, unashamedly go after, um, go after those opportunities. And I think that as women, sometimes we just sit back and wait and think that somebody's going to notice our hard work. And, and sometimes we just have to raise our hand and say, hey, I'm up for this. Um, what do you think about me taking this job on? That's amazing. So, so tell me if you um, had uh, the opportunity to meet anybody in the sports arena that you haven't met. Is there someone you would like to have a conversation like this, have a podcast with? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I've met so many wonderful sports figures and interesting people. And from, from like I said, the Olympic movement to professional sports side, uh, I've been really, really fortunate. So I'm not sure that there's anybody top of mind that I feel like, oh, I have to, I have to meet them. But I always enjoy whether men or women having conversations and learning about, you know, their journeys. And, you know, with World Cup, it's kind of interesting. We're working on trying to make it more accessible for youth because um, it's a pay-to-play sport mostly in America, right? And so um, I remember DeAndre Hopkins, when we first started the bid, he was a Houston Texans, he's moved now, but um, his story is, look, I, I loved soccer. I wanted to play soccer. That's why he has the number that he does. It's a soccer number. <laughs> um, and and he said, my my mom said, look, no, you've got to play a sport that's free through through the high school, that you have access to coaching and that you can walk to and walk to practice. And, um, and so soccer was out of the question for him. And it worked out fine because he went on to have a great NFL career and and he enjoys on um, he enjoys football, but really, soccer was his first love and how many kids out there in this diverse city that we have would love to play soccer but they don't have access to it and so through the platform of world cup we're hoping that we give access to more children well i just have to ask this and i know um 
that you'll probably laugh, but does the Ted Lasso, the TV series, does it relate at all to the I real world? I love that series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was a, it's a great series. And yeah, I mean, I think that, that, again, there's all these different stories, whether you come up the coaching side or whether you come up, you know, as an athlete or, or uh, uh, in a leadership role, like, like something similar to what I have. Uh, there, there are many, um, there are many ways to to fit into the sports industry, but I like to tell people: for me, sports I think can change lives. It can it can provide scholarships for students that otherwise might not be able to go to college. Um, for those that never go on and play professionally or even in college, it teaches life lessons. Uh, there's some amazing statistics out there about uh, female mayors or female elected officials that almost all of them have played sports because you learn defeat, you learn how to um, work with a team, you you uh, learn tenacity, you learn you know all of these things, discipline, and so I think sports is really important. And if even for females that say I don't really like sports. Well, their kids sometimes play sports, <laughs> or they um, their spouses love sports, yeah. or they, you know, I mean, I think we all touch sports in some way or another. And I, you know, I was at the playoff game the other day, uh, and it was just amazing um, to watch perfect strangers high fiving, hugging, and just uh, in today's world, isn't yeah, that great. That yeah, that does have something a commonality. To yeah, get together. And of course, we can't um, finish the broadcast without talking about our Astros. So, so what's your prediction here? I think we're going to go all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mattress Mac is going to have to give away a lot of mattresses, Mattress. right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, I was uh, at the last time. I forgot now what the... Um, season was, but I was able to get a mattress free, so I did benefit from you it. You did? Yes, yes, oh, look yeah, at from you. the last promotion. Yeah, I love so it. Yeah. I've thought about doing it again. but um, I did, too. I said to my husband, do we need any, any mattresses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I have a good feeling. This is a great team. Um, it's a great culture that, that they have, and um, and just watching that uh, uh, that play uh, yesterday was yeah. just amazing. You, I know, because everybody was just you know, so disappointed, and then they come back like that. Wow. You never that's give it. up. That's no. another lesson, I guess, that's, with sports, right? That's never give that's up. That's a, a great um, quote to end with, never give up. So yeah, thank you it. again, Janice. Thank You're you. amazing. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. I, I love it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you again next Thursday at 6 p.m.